I remember after that shift, your dad came in to the restaurant and I sat down and talked to him for a little bit. And um, he was really nice. That was the first time I met with him. And I didn't realize I was like the third interview. And so then you walked over and you joined us and you were like, how's the conversation going? You thought he was going to scare me off or something. And your dad was like, this is your guy. If you want to hire him, this is your guy. And then you hired me on the spot that night. Good. Yeah. It was one of the best decisions I made. Why? I saw I saw the potential. I saw potential. Just in the business, the brand, you. Um, I wanted to work for Pig Floyd's all the way back in 2016. Why? It's just I ate there for the first time. Um, and usually when I go out to places and I try food for the first time, I buy like half the menu because I want to try a little bit of everything. And I really love the food. The atmosphere was cool. And I just told myself this is where I want to work. And then it took almost two years to get an interview because you were always fully staffed. Yeah. And I would always have like Indeed or wherever you would post, it was always just a kitchen job or front of house job. I didn't want that. I sure. wanted to be a manager or higher up. Why did you decide I'm going to go to a one store guy instead of going to like, you know, corporate? Yeah. I think corporate offers more opportunity, no? I'm sure they do. I don't I don't care for that kind of stuff. It's not important for you. No, it's not important for me. The atmosphere, the the potential that the business has, like, yeah, we're just a one store right now, like known to close, but the potential for Pig Floyd's as a brand in Orlando, it's there. We just got to tap into it. We got to get after it. Do you feel a little bit different now in the sense that we're kind of stuck with one store and I haven't pulled the trigger on doing that second store? No, not at all. Um, I worked at Firehouse Subs for five years. I had a five-year plan with them. At the end of the five years, I wasn't where I wanted to be, so I moved on. All right. Then I went to Little Caesars. I worked for Little Caesars for five years. I had a five-year plan with them as well. I jumped into this. I have you a have a five-year five plan? plan? Yes. Shit. I have a five-year plan. I'm going into year three right now. Can I see this five-year plan? No. And we'll just see where things are at the end of the five years. I think we're going to grow coming up. It's just... I have no doubt about that. Once you fuck it up once, you can't fuck it up twice. can't do it again, yeah. Yeah, you can't you do it again. got to pick location yeah. right. Everything has to be right. COVID really hurt that store a lot mm -hmm. talking about COVID how do you feel this last year has been for you what did you feel when f it first happened right because yeah you were having a killer week we have been named best barbecue best in barbecue we just got that title uh catering was going crazy crazy and yeah we were doing great everything was great numbers were great staff was there <laughs> yeah and then COVID hit and that changed everything 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 so tell us tell us you how gotta you felt. go into survival mode man i mean you're a manager right so yeah. you don't know the cash flow basis of the company right. you don't worry about those kind of things right what did you think i was just with you whatever we were going to do if we weren't going to make it i was going to go down with you so they're going to figure that out fuck should i cry now <laughs> i mean i signed on for this so i'm feeling emotional fuck yeah. man thanks <laughs> i was uh, I walked the streets of Mills. You did. Yes, you did. While we stayed in the restaurant and watched you. I didn't know what I was doing. No. I didn't know what I was going to do. No one knew what they were going to do. It was it was rough. As soon as they announced that they were closing inside and everything, it was just going to be to go. 
you were in the restaurant, you saw it on your phone, and you just left the building. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what we're doing now. Like, it was it was really tough times. To be honest, my cash situation wasn't in the best, right? right. Because I had, I mean, it was great. Yeah, we had sales, but I, you don't have, I mean, you don't have five months of contingency sitting in the right. bank going like, oh, yeah, we'll be fine. Right. Uh, I'm yeah. I wasn't there, and uh, yeah, I was I was I was uh, pooping my pants. Well, once you finished walking up and down the street, we kind of figured it out. We pivoted towards you know yeah, pushing we did a good pivot. Yeah. the catering aspect of everything for to goes. The family meals really took off. Yeah, um, you got ambitious. You wanted to do Miami. I hated you for that because I think we were in the store at 3 a.m. cooking rice and getting ready for you to go to Miami and. Uh, that was rough, but it was successful. Yeah. We did it again after. Believe it or not, though, it's not really about the sales on that situation. It just showed that we were willing to do whatever. Yeah, whatever it took. Right? Yeah. And and that's part of the story. It's just, hey, we're willing to do whatever. Right. Whatever it takes to get, you know, to stay relevant. To stay relevant and to, to you know, to, fuck, man. If you're willing to drive to Miami to take family meals, 50 family meals, yeah. I don't know what else you're willing to do. No. Yeah. I didn't see any restaurant doing that shit. No. Nobody was doing any of that stuff. Nobody. No. A lot Nobody. of restaurants just backed out and sat at their home. Yep. Well, we can't do anything. Closed up shop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were open every day. That's every what day. people don't understand. We were open. I was at that restaurant every day. There's not a day that I was not there throughout the entire 2020. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, Justin was there every day. Ronnie was there every day. Ronnie? Yep. Ronnie closed the kitchen by himself every day. He was the only kitchen staff member I had at the time. He's an animal. Yep. So you were talking about this five year. You you were just you were going nowhere with Little Caesars. No, I wasn't. The um, the bad thing about Little Caesars is the owner decided to buy eleven more stores up north, and he had north, five locations right. here in Florida. And he was going to sell us and didn't want to tell me that. And I found out because some mail came to the store and I opened it because whatever, it's my store. It said manager on it. So I opened it. Oh, did it? Yeah. Meaning the owner, but whatever, it said manager. So I opened it and it was a letter for him to sell. And I was like, you weren't going to tell me that you were going to sell us. You so, asked him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. And that kind of ruined our friendship, right? Like immediately. Really? Yeah. Why? Did, why? Because I knew that he bought the stores up north, but I didn't know he was going to pack up and leave Florida. And just did he accept it though? Did he say like, yeah? I'm no, the deal didn't go through. That the people that were going to buy it didn't want to buy it after all. So, because oh, right. he, had but he did tell you that day when you told you told yeah. him, here's the letter. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to sell. Yeah. Because I, I'm not confrontational, but I'm not going to hold it in. You you're, know. Excuse me. You're what? Not you're confrontational. Not confrontational. Yes, correct. I stand by that. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Unless I'm pushed, I stand by that. Pushed? Mm-hmm. Yep. You took this new career path. You decided on this five-year plan. Yeah. What? Can you tell me a little bit more about this five-year plan? Why Why do you do a five-year plan? Just because you think that... You I know, think five years is a good enough time to judge something. See where it's going. I mean, a year is a good time to judge it where is, the hell it's going. It is. Why five? I just want to know why five. What? 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 It shows commitment. Like if you were to look at my resume right now, you'd see four jobs on there, and I'm 32 years old. And by the way, I, that's 
I commend you on that because I I think that's important. Right now, everybody's jumping right from place to place, right? Especially in the restaurant business, like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like so, you did that right. Yeah. So it shows commitment. Okay. It shows commitment. One hundred. Yeah. I I show loyalty in anything that I put my heart into. So, if I was gonna sign on board for this, I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna see where we're at and go from there. So. But what do you look for? What what really fulfills? Gavin, in the sense, like it's not money. No, right? it's not about money. It's not about money. Mm-hmm. So, so it's it's, it's about, about what? what? What drives you? I just want to be the best. I just want to be like the best at whatever I do. Let's talk a little bit about your childhood. I'm sorry, this is not. No, nah, you're good. <laughs> right. So you grew up where? Uh, South Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Sunrise. And then, obviously, when you move here, what happens? Do you go to college? Yeah, I went to Seminole State. Um, That's the one. Is that the one in Altamont? Yeah. I did not want to jump straight from high school into college. I wanted to take some time off. Okay. And my mom didn't want me to do that. Because obviously, you see that happening in your kid, and they're like, well, you're not going to want to go back to school. That's true. And that's fine. I get that. But I just wanted some time. That's it. And she's like, well, you can't just stay home. You got to get a job. So I did. Where did you get a job? I got a job. And this is out of spite. I didn't do it because I couldn't find anything. I did it to be spiteful. I got a job uh, sign spinning on the corner of a street that she had to take to get to work every morning. So she would see me out there holding the sign. That's, that was my job when I got here. Yep, I was getting paid $15 an hour. 15? Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. Yeah. For sign spinning? Yep. One day it was raining out and so I couldn't be out there. And so they made me go inside and I just started learning stuff inside. And then from there, I just stayed inside. I stopped sign spinning, got a job full time with them. Never went back to school. I went back to school for a little bit. And then I took some time off because my grandmother got ill. And then I stopped going. And I just said, it's either school or work. You want experience or you want to keep wasting money on school. What did you want to go study at school? Sports psychology. Sports psychology. Yeah. But I just lost interest. I, I started liking the restaurant industry. So what about it? Um, well, definitely not the creative part of it in the beginning, because again, I was in the franchise corporate aspect. So it was like, everything was by the book, but I liked the people interaction aspect of it. Um, and I was very competitive. So I wanted to like climb the ladder to the top. Mm -hmm. So I started off, you know, regular kitchen guy, moved up to shift lead, moved up to manager real quick. Let me ask you in these two franchises that you worked at, these guys didn't know the restaurant business. No, at all. No, people that usually buy franchises are buying a job mm-hmm. or an investment mm-hmm. of something that they don't know about. Right. Just this weekend, um, I was doing a wing competition, judging, judging a wing competition, and one of the gentlemen that was there, I guess, bought into the thousand degree franchise, like a pizza whatever. Thing? Yeah. Okay. Pizza mm-hmm. three years ago, and he despises the investment. Yeah, you know, it's just like it's just an investment. Yeah, it's an investment, but the franchise system is just—it's very complicated. It's very complex. It's very attorney-driven. Yep. There's royalties um, you got to pay. Royalties that you have to pay. Uh, usually, people feel like you're not supporting them enough. Yep. Um, the two percent that goes to advertising, they go like, "Where is my two percent advertising dollars?" Yep. During COVID, mm-hmm. they were asking 
could you please forget the 5% royalty fee because obviously everybody was hurting. Right. And usually these companies don't give a fuck. Right. You either pay or, you know, you're out. Yep. You like the sense of structure yeah, that came with it? I did, yeah, for sure. Because you're a pretty structured human being. Yeah, the training was was spot on with both franchises that I worked for, Little Caesars and Firehouse. They had a very um, serious training manual, I guess you can say. Right. It was all by the book. You had to follow the steps or you couldn't move on to the next step. They had videos that you would watch. They had training manuals on the wall, like everything. And so. you also had people coming to check the stores. Yes. From corporate. From corporate. Yeah, yeah. we had a corporate inspector. Um, we had like corporate health inspectors as well that would just come by. It was. It was intense. Yeah, it was intense. You were always on your, your toes about everything. I remember you telling me that even in Little Caesars, they would come and shop you. Mystery shops. Mystery shops, which I've been wanting to do at Pigs, but, and tell us a little bit more about that mystery shopping. It's a, it's a pain in the ass. I mean, it's a snapshot of how your service is in that moment. And you get rated based off of that. And that number goes to corporate and then they determine how the franchise is doing based off of that. Does that determine your, your- My uh, bonus. Your bonus, yes. right? Bonus is everything when you're a manager. I tend to disagree with those, mm -hmm. um, typically because of the fact that I think it leads people to make decisions based on that bonus. Correct. And maybe they protect food costs or they, you know, push off sales or, you know, they do certain things just to work for their bonus. Yeah, you cut corners. You cut corners. Yep. Instead of really doing the essential part of the business, which is good food, good service, right. and focusing on your four walls, these people go and will do whatever that takes. Yeah, um, if you wanted to make your labor bonus, you would just cut your staff. So you would cut everybody early every day. And you would just run the store by yourself with like one other person, just rough it out. Just so you and can service make your labor. would be shit. Yep, but you and make your labor bonus and you get paid really well for that. Yeah, but I don't think that's the right thing to do. No, not at all, but that's how I was like trained essentially right. like you got to make your numbers this is what your job is based on i don't know if you knew but i worked at chipotle for yeah. five months prior to opening pick floyd's and i remember going in the store getting hired whatever and do the training mm -hmm. just like you said all this training manuals and the videos and yeah. all that bullshit and the manager comes the day after i finished training he goes you know that video you saw about cutting cheese don't worry about it mm -hmm. you're gonna cut cheese my way Happens all the time. Here we go. Yep. I was so pissed. Because <laughs> you wasted all that time. Well, not only waste that time. The company wastes all this money yeah. in training your manager. Right. And all of a sudden, this guy decides, oh, I have a better way of doing it. Yep. And that goes back to the franchisee world. It's the same shit. Yep. You give them all these tools. You give them these rules and regulations. Mm -hmm. And they decide, nah, I have a better way of operating. They go their own way. To make more money. I mean, I've heard of people just cutting the corner and even buying products that are shittier. Yep. You've seen it happen, right? Yep. The consistency is not there. The, you know, the food that you're getting is shit. The products that they're using, for example, maybe they buy a cheaper cheese because cheese is expensive that week. Yep. I mean, I think, I think that's fucked up. It is because then a customer going from one location to another can tell the difference right away. Right away. Yep. So <laughs> let's, let's go to your day to day, right? So. How do you operate on a day-to-day? -day? Now, recently, I know that you were telling me that you watched this uh, 
this movie? I watch Scarface almost every morning when I open the restaurant. I just turn the volume all the way up and watch it the whole time. Why? Uh, it's, uh, it just puts me in a mood. What's the mood? That you're like, going to kill somebody? No, just like motivational, you know? Like in the movie, he's like, I want the world, you know? And it's like everything in it. And it's like... <laughs> yeah, he wants the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I he don't know. I he doesn't go about it the right way, though. <laughs> no, not at all. But I watched it um, like a weekend ago. Mm-hmm. And I was just like in the zone that whole weekend. I was just going. I was quoting the movie the whole time. It drove people crazy. But it was good. <laughs> it was good. Kept the morale up. Did it? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Everybody okay. thought it was funny. You you tend to be very, well, no, you tend to be, no, you are hands-on. Yeah. Why? I worked for a lot of different managers at Firehouse. I think I worked for like seven different managers before I became one. Seven? Yeah. It was always a different Why? train Why wreck. was it a revol- revolving The door? owner would just kick people to the curb really quick. So any manager I had, I'd probably give them three or four months, they'd be out the door. Yeah. Jesus. So I think it was like the seventh or eighth one. He walked out in the middle of lunch rush. Oh, I. Because f- we were getting the Coca Cola freestyle machines. We were the first place to get them when they first came out. Right. He was told that he had to be there at 3 a.m. when they installed it to learn how to take it apart, put it back together, all that stuff. He's like, I'm not doing that. So he like sat and contemplated about it during lunch and he's just like, I'm out. Just left. Just, just because you had to be there yeah, the next day at he 3 was mad. He was so mad. And I was like, all right, this is the last manager I'm working for. So right. I just put my name in the hat and I was like, I can do this. So I did it. And just went from there. Yeah. And so, okay, so you have seven managers and what? It just assigns you to be hands-on because you saw that or what? I like working with the staff. Like when I was a crew member, it was fun working on the line and stuff. I would always see the manager sitting at the desk doing paperwork, pretending to be on the computer. And I was like, that's not my life. And now like- You're not. I'm not at all. Like even before, cause now I don't have to do paperwork really. But when I had to, and it was just one day a week, I just had to do a spreadsheet, but I would fall asleep at the computer. Really? Yeah, I hated it. Everyone knew not to come in the office and mess with me. Cause I was in a bad mood. Cause I had to fill out a spreadsheet. It was just a waste of my time. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah, so if we go back to that again, no, we're not I'll have a secretary that. or something. I have so, a secretary. Yeah, I've already got some people lined up. And I got some names in mind. I like being the best at what I do in the kitchen, in front of house, everywhere. So. Yeah, you're pretty hands-on. Is, is, you think is that the right way to lead? I think that's the only way that you can do it. If you're a manager that's just giving instructions, but you're not doing it yourself. I mean, it brings me back to basketball. Like, I always had a coach that couldn't run up and down the court but he would tell us to do it and it's like mm, i'm not gonna listen to you you know it's like you training and having a, a you know like having a body like your bodybuilding coach better be mm-hmm. my bodybuilding coach is 50 years old and he looks better than i do yeah ty is yeah. uh he's an animal he looks great for 50 which yeah. i wish i could get to 50 and look like him but you know it's yeah you're right it's like you you trust that person yeah because the person looks the part right 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 you work harder than any of them right um and i mean not no insult to anybody is just no it's just facts it's just facts i think we talk about the fact that you you have the mamba mentality right you like kobe bryant i like kobe bryant Mm -hmm. but i think he lives the mamba mentality a little bit more Mm -hmm. than i do 
it's just that killer mentality just go after whatever you're doing yeah it's tough though it's tough because i think when you do it for so many years and you're trying to do you know we're we're trying to do different things right you're you're trying to operate on a daily basis yeah and i'm trying to grow a concept because of my responsibility to you guys more than anything um on growth right mm -hmm. you jenna justin gretchen you know ronnie whoever is in the store always really likes a company that has some sort of future potential yeah and that pressure is not on you guys it's on me yeah correct. right yeah so then you go about it trying to figure out how to make the company grow because if not you might lose some people well i'm gonna lose all of you yeah i mean i could stay running the store if i decide to do one store and then you guys go on your merry way yeah. to somewhere where that's gonna grow right um so i think it's important that people realize there's a lot of pressure on having one store only. Mm -hmm. I remember that we used to go to this pizzeria um, in Puerto Rico, Biapia, and this gentleman was there every day. He was a one shop owner, and every all the employees actually the 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 servers I think had been there twenty years. They all knew us. Yeah. It was it was such a like they say now such a vibe. Mm -hmm. Right, so we loved going there yeah. just because of the fact that they knew us and we felt comfortable. Right. I think those things have changed now, where it's now, you know. I I still I think people still like the family feel to things. Do you? Yeah, I like when I go and I don't travel anymore right now. But when I used to travel, I would find restaurants that were they were good, popular restaurants, but they were like the mom and pop restaurants. Cause they cared they cared about the product i don't like going to chains i don't you don't like going no to not chains. at all would you work for a chain no just because of the fact that it's too structured or too boring non-creative what non-creative once you get into that mode like unless it's creative there are a few chains that i actually like like um there's one breakfast spot it's called snooze am mm -hmm. they're, they're not in florida right now but that place they got a lot of potential Maybe. Their creativity goes into the menu, you yeah. know. That's good. Yeah. Do you like working for me? Yeah, of course. Answer the question however you want. <laughs> yes. What yes, are I some do. of the things that you feel that have been going well? What are the things I'm not a I'm I'm not a hovercraft over you. Yeah, you don't micromanage. You just I let me have freedom. No. So I told you at the beginning. What did I tell you at the beginning? That you're just giving me your baby and that this is your $2 million store and that I better not screw it up. So I didn't use that word. Fuck it up. You better not fuck it yeah, up. Correct. And, you know, every once in a while we have this talk and I'm like, I'm, I haven't fucked it up yet. We're still going. No, you haven't fucked it up. Still a line out the door. So you tell me, what do you think the restaurant industry is going to look in the next five years since you have that five-year mentality? I just see us continuously doing what we're doing right now. Some restaurants are going to keep going towards takeout and trying to figure out their staffing issues and stuff. But I don't know. I'm more just focused on us and how we're competing with everyone else in our area. Even outside of our area, you know, places like Miami, New York and stuff. I'm looking at pop-ups. I'm looking at collabs and stuff and seeing what they're doing. Yeah, so let's talk about that. You are pretty creative in yeah, the store. I like to think so. 
I've allowed you to do that at your disposal and, and, and basically take this risk. Yeah. And I don't say anything about it. I'm like all about it. All right. You and have. You created that Mexican street corn fries. Yeah. Which has been. Street fries are great. Yeah. They're people great. People love them. I mean, people love them. Yeah. Is that part of the thing that you like yes. in terms of the job? Like how creative you can be, how, how much input you have? That's a big, very big deal for me. Is it? I mean, I have a, a book that I just write a lot of ideas in for like the menu and stuff. I can't do any of it right now because we don't have staff, but I definitely have a lot of stuff that I think we would kill it. Yeah. I mean, the breakfast tacos, Some I read a, somebody wrote it somewhere that we had the best breakfast tacos. Mm -hmm. I wish we could do it, but it's... I wish we could do it, you know, full 100%. Consistency, yeah, yeah consistently, but it's Because we started impossible. it because of the pandemic. And so... Yeah, I think the breakfast, the breakfast tacos were very successful. Yeah. Reviews. Mm-hmm. Sometimes reviews are not accurate, right? These are people that are just... Something spawns that review, you know? What is your take on food quality versus customer service? They're both equally important. 50-50. Yeah, for sure. Wow. I would say food service probably more. Um, yeah. Just based off of there's certain times I'll go to a restaurant and the service is not good at all. And it just makes me not even want to eat there. It's important. But I think food is 75% against 25%. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, right now, I know people are understanding because of the pandemic, we don't have staff. So they're a little bit easier on the quality of service. I don't know about that. I think that's I why you get know, your man. one stars. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the expectation is set really high. Like, yeah. even when people come in there and, hey, I brought this friend of mine mm -hmm. because I told them that this is the best restaurant in town. And I go, this restaurant's actually shit. Yeah. They That's set my the line. Bar. They set the bar high. Yeah. And I'm like, what if, what if, we're, what if we suck today? Yeah, but if it's somebody that's coming because they researched us or because they were told, you know, word of mouth, then you can't do anything about that. The no, no, you can. Set. The expectation's set. But I just, I tried to disarm this expectation by telling them that it sucks. Yeah. They laugh at me, but I'm really seriously going like, yo, right. I just want to lower your expectation <laughs> a little bit just in case. Yeah. You know, because obviously when you're doing volume, And, and, and I was trying to explain this to people that are doing competition wings mm -hmm. or competition barbecue, which I was doing it with Craig from Firehouse Barbecue. Competition barbecue and store barbecue are two different beasts, right? Yep. Craig has time. Mm -hmm. He can do whatever the fuck he wants injection-wise. He can wrap. He's doing two briskets. Ah, uh, this is fantastic. The way he cuts it, he has the time to do all that shit, <laughs> right? Yeah. I need a brisket sandwich on the fly. You got two seconds, mm -hmm. cut it, I, you know, go. Let's go, yeah. Let's go, yeah. right? And that's important that, you know, people, people get the fact that when you go to a restaurant, it's volume really right. is the one that leads to the food quality and the- For sure. Level of service. Okay, any of- the f fulfillments that you were looking for in those five years have you gotten it i think the expectation coming into this job has changed drastically because when i joined it was uh it seemed like a very well-structured oiled machine but when i started you didn't announce me as the general manager you made me just work in the kitchen no one yeah, knew who yeah. i was yeah. so seeing behind the scenes for the first couple of weeks nobody knowing who i was i got to see the real and I was like, well, this is going to be a project, 
you know well yeah you were walk you were walking into you didn't have a gm at the time yeah and it was just chaotic it was chaotic and your volume just kept going and going yeah you didn't walk into the best situation no but i thought i was really i thought i was walking into the best situation. oh so it's like the the instagram reality versus the real yeah it was or, one of those photos yeah or it's like when you're dating someone and like three months later they show you you know who they really are gavin i don't know i i, I don't know if i am uh, fulfilling the requirements that you have in your five-year plan but i know that um i am a fan of your work and your hard and hard dedication man like thank you um you've obviously helped me get this store where it is right now and and I appreciate that. I think I've, I, I don't know if I've shown it completely, but. You have? Um, I'm not really a guy, I'm not a. You're not the cuddly type. I'm not, I'm not gonna cuddle you. Yeah. Um, so so it's, it's important that we, we all work together in moving the brand forward and, and trying to obviously grow something that. Yeah. That I have really high hopes for and you do too. I do. Yeah. So yeah. thanks for your time. Thank you. Yeah. You're giving me the day off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what day off? You're here doing an interview. It's cool. And then you have a meeting with uh, Papa Ward later on today. I am. He's going to ask me, how did everything go? Cool. Thanks, man. Thank you. Appreciate it.